to the FBA Profits Podcast with your hosts Zuby and Leland. Broadcasting from California, home to 39.5 million people in more than 14 million housing units for 13 million households. Welcome back. We're wrapping up um, the previous podcast. It's all, you know, based on uh, personal uh, desire and, and what each person wants. But that's the great thing about Amazon, right? It, it lets you, it gives you that freedom to be able to do whatever you want to do, whatever fits your lifestyle. And so to transition, if you're ready on it, right? So that's the beachhead. Anybody can jump in. Anybody can do it. And then potentially the bug hits, right? You get bitten by the bug you're ready to dive deeper into this right so that's the level two which i know we've had some good times with and that's wholesale absolutely and um wholesale is actually for me at least was a pivotal uh, moment in scaling my business um you, the online arbitrage model um I, I, sh- I shifted from the retail arbitrage to online arbitrage very quickly uh, it just it the retail did not make very much sense to me once I decided that I was going to make a significant investment into the business. Um, it was either you know hire a, a an army of uh, of people driving around town buying stuff or shift over. So I, I went to online arbitrage fairly quickly and grew that business fairly fast. Within a year, we were doing you know seven figure sales, but. Um, there's still a, a, a very real limitation on that. Um, whereas with wholesale, uh, when I first um, got my first major wholesale uh, contract signed, um, it our sales jumped so significantly just from the product line of that brand uh, that I, I was sh- scratching my head I'm like, why why didn't I do this earlier? The problem with the wholesale model is that it takes it requires a lot more more upfront capital uh, it requires a lot more time on the phone uh, to reach out and to negotiate and to get a brand to listen to you there's hundreds of thousands of amazon sellers right now resellers uh, that are reaching out to every single brand so every single brand has heard of it from at least five different amazon reseller this week alone and so they're getting really uh, tired of that um, and they you know a lot of if you go on online to a lot of the brands um, who are offering wholesale contracts if you go online to sign up for their wholesale uh, program uh, they specifically say we do not we're not accepting any Amazon uh, third-party resellers at this time um, so it, it's a lot more legwork it's a lot more uh, phone calls emails you know you have to know and learn the approach um, so that it's not just about getting a um, a brand to give you a wholesale contract um, so that you can buy their products at a cheaper price so you can make money. You have to have an, an exact plan on how you're going to bring value to that brand. Um, like I said, they're getting bombarded by thousands of resellers. What value, what sets you apart from everybody else? You have to have um, done your research on the brand, on their products, See where you can add value. Is are, are all their product pages uh, well done? Professional photography, good copyright. Um, if not, there's there's an opportunity for us to approach the brand and say, look, we will incur the cost of doing this for you. 
fixing all of this? Are there uh, negative feedbacks on their products, on specific products that are easily fixable, but they just, nobody has told them, nobody's, or they don't know about it. Um, there's a lot of different ways that we can bring value to a brand or a manufacturer. Our job is to figure that out before we approach them and say, hey, give me a wholesale contract. That whole process takes time. And as we wa- went through this, so a couple comments. One is a bit of story time. So you and I were at a Amazon uh, convention, if you will, and we were talking to different brands. And you were there day one, and you talked to a small uh, manufacturer of uh, dog treats, and she was ready, right? I, you, oh, you saw me at the end of that day. You said, "We're this person's good to go. Everything looks great." And by, uh, I think by the end of that first day, we walked back over the talk, and she had a stack of cards. And by the end of that three days, I think she had said over a thousand people had come to approach her to say, Easily. do you, do you sell on Amazon? Mm-hmm. So the competition's there. Now, I guess she could have said if there's not an exclusive yes to all of them. And now we're all competing on the street, which is just going to beat up on our pricing and probably on our brand. But you're so on the mark with finding the gaps in what they're doing. You and I know some very large brands that have gaps that you know, to talk to them is to help them, right? Uh, ultimately, if they you do get in with a wholesaler and they give you that exclusive, now, and this is the exciting part to me, you're driving the ship for them on Amazon and protecting it. So rather than have eight people or 80 people or 800 people all selling that same product uncontrolled to you, right? You're unaware of it because there's so much going on. I mean, you'd have to have a team for e-commerce just on Amazon to figure out what's going on. Now you have somebody representing you uh, and making sure that that brand's being, you know, reflected properly in in the Amazon channel. And sometimes it can get really frustrating. I mean, as as you and I have talked about, <laughs> you know, our most recent uh, mm-hmm. Target or the the brand that we we, uh, we which is approached. not Target. It's not Target. Yeah, it's not Target. No. <laughs> but it, it's a very I mean, it's a brand that I, you know. Have used my kids grew up on them. You're, I know you've used them, okay. um, and we love them. And 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 we did, um, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars in online uh, sales from them. We ordered um, and we tested the market, and we had great sales. And we built uh, their specific uh, product pages and and their bestseller rank up just alone. I mean, there was not that many sellers. We were one of maybe three sellers, and the other two were just you know, maybe a couple here and there. And we were ordering significantly. And then once the the BSR got up, um, you know, the whole time I was in contact with, with the, their executive team and trying to get them to give us a wholesale. Uh, but their business model is no help. They, they don't want to do wholesale. They, they don't have distributors. They don't want to do wholesale. Um, and we kept on approaching them with specific value adds that we would bring to the table. And they kept on saying, no, no, no. And it got to a point where we're like, okay, so now those those product pages on Amazon that we helped raise the BSR for, I mean, I remember our talk a couple of weeks ago when, when you went back to look at one of them and it had gone from three sellers to 54 sellers uh, selling those products. And their uh, ratings and reviews had had gone from five stars down to like, Less than four, um, because all there's there's so many scrupulous unscrupulous uh, sellers out there that 
yeah, they will they will send uh, a fake product that kind of looks like their product and ship it and sell it as that because the brand is really well known and the brand is uh, has built its following and its reputation through years of hard work. Um, but for whatever reason, they don't want to do wholesale and they don't want to manage their Amazon uh, presence, uh, which, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. And it's very, very frustrating because we put a lot of time, money and effort into this. But at some point, you just have to say, OK, we've done everything we can. You leave it saying, hey, if you ever change your mind, we're here. Move on to the next opportunity. Yeah. And that's all water under the bridge. Like It's the highlight, the challenges. You can you can uh, talk to somebody. Uh, the the former uh, conversation that we had, the, the pets and, and they get it. They just understand they're all for it. And not only do wholesale, but here's the channel. You guys go, you know, kick some butt in that one and let me know how it's going versus, you know, just not interested in, um, you know, a big, it's a very big company. You would be surprised. It's surprising to me, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, welcome to the world of wholesale. I doors open and doors close. It can be, uh, exciting and exhilarating and rewarding. And, uh, yeah, there's more capital and risk for sure. Yeah. And, and there, there are times when you'll get dogs, you know, you, you, you get a wholesale contract. Not, not everybody is going to be giving us, uh, wholesale exclusivities. Mm-hmm. Um, and the majority of time, uh, we're going to be getting wholesale contracts that others have also gotten the same wholesale contracts. And, what we need to do at that point is be very selective of the products that we would be ordering from them, uh, from that manufacturer, because if they have another 15 or 20 wholesalers that they're working with, um, and they also have a few distributors, and those distributors are working with their own wholesalers, um, and then those wholesalers are potentially working with uh, other resellers, um, you're going to get a huge amount of reselling and 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 large amount of inventory being put out on those product pages um, on Amazon. So there's going to be a race to the bottom on the pricing. You don't want to, if you can avoid it, you don't ever want to do a race to the bottom um, on Amazon. So the key is when you're doing those type of research uh, or that type of research on your wholesale products on which ones to order, you want to make sure to see their historic, historically, how many sellers have there been. You want to talk to the brand and say, hey, how many wholesale accounts do you have? Uh, how many distributors do you have? And then maybe if you can get those that information, contact the distributors. Hey, we just became a wholesaler. Can we work with you as well? Do you have other wholesalers you're working with? How many of them? You want to get a very, you know, you don't want to go deep. You don't want to spend 30, 40, 50,000 or more on uh, a product that looks extremely profitable and very fast selling only to find out that, uh, you know, in two weeks, by the time you get your products and you get it ready to ship to Amazon, there's 15 different sellers that have brought that price down to where you're not going to make any money and, in fact, lose money on it. So there's a lot of work involved in wholesale, and it can be rewarding, but the risk is also very high. Yeah, I don't know, I remember that uh, aforementioned convention, the ones who were most eager to talk to those who were involved in Amazon. Here's my wholesale list. How many pallets do you want? I'll give you a great deal those were the ones that felt like you were going to be holding inventory of whatever that was that they yep. were offering for a very long time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and that I've leads, learned that lesson uh, the hard way. Sorry. Yeah. No. What, what was something that you held on to for a long time? 
Oh, I've had especially uh, uh, specifically toys, not necessarily working with manufacturers, but with distributors. Um, mm-hmm. On that same conference, we met a few different distributors, and um, you know, uh, I have had uh, toys that I have purchased uh, from distributors, pallet loads of of toys, uh, shipped them to Amazon because they were selling really well, and I've sold a couple of hundred of them at a very good price, and then the onslaught and the deluge of all these other sellers comes in and it gets to a point where it my price the price i paid for them is what it's selling for on amazon now mm. because what happens is if a if a toy goes um if, if it it's no longer being manufactured it's discontinued whatever inventory they have they're going to ship it first to distributors then to liquidators you know it, it the price just keeps on dropping and dropping and dropping because they want to get it out of their warehouses, whoever they are, whether it's the brand, the distributor, the wholesaler, the the, the liquidator, uh, they want to just get it all out. So if they don't sell it on the first go around, then they will drop the price 20% and try to sell it on the second go around and then just keep on going. So there are people who you know can get that same product that I paid. If I paid $10 for a product, within two months or a month and a half, they can get it for $5. Um, you never know. <laughs> So I've, there are toys. I mean, right now I have, I went through and uh, repriced some of those toys that I've been sitting here from Q4. Uh, we, we'll talk about Q4 at some other time. But oh, that's Q4 like a whole is, series. Yeah, Q4 is a, yeah, Q4 a feast is, in I, 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 I dream of Q4 every night. <laughs> <laughs> it is the tsunami. And if you're yes. well positioned, you're going to ride a great wave. So it seems like we're going in order of sort of ease of getting in and risk, right? So we had arbitrage, wholesale, last one, private label, or create a brand. Yeah, we talked about private label uh, in a little bit of length at the last couple or a few podcasts ago, I guess. Um, but the private label uh, business model is um, it's basically you creating your own company. Uh, you you find a product. Uh, th- there's many different ways to approach it. Um, if you have, um, I talked to um, a couple of people yesterday. Uh, they, they're partners, and right now their business is not doing well, but they have a lot of uh, contacts in China uh, and manufacturers in China. So they contacted me and said, "Hey, we're thinking about potentially um, starting our own brand on Amazon, but we have no clue what to do." Um, you know, we have the manufacturing facility. I can I can make anything, uh, but can you tell me what to make? Mm-hmm. So it's um, th- there's a lot of different ways you can you can approach private label. Uh, the most common way that the pundits are teaching out there, you know, that they they sell ten thousand dollar courses or forty thousand dollar courses to teach you how to go um, and do some research on Amazon to find a product that's selling well, and that's the key. It has to be selling well. Um, but something's wrong with it or something, there's something that can be made better. And then you figure out how to make that part better. Then you go and find out where that company is manufacturing that product. You go to that same manufacturer and you say, Hey, I want to make that exact same product. I know you make it. So can we discuss the terms? And then also I want to make this change to it. Or, uh, you can have a brand new idea. Um, you know, fidget spinners is a good example. Um, somebody came up with fidget spinners. It was just a brand new idea. They went to market with it um, and they sold well. And then everybody jumped in. So it, you know, they couldn't brand the fidget spinner 
um, and they couldn't trademark it to themselves. So everybody bought brought in tra- uh, fidget spinners, and that craze just there was millions of dollars made just off of that one invention. But if you can find something like that where you create your own product, uh, you you have to manufacture it. You find your manufacturer. Usually, it's going to be all overseas. Um, although I don't know if that's going to change now with the uh, the negative perception people are having of Asia now mm. because of this coronavirus. But um, you find your manufacturer. Um, you find uh, somebody to design it for you. Then you have it designed. You send it. You have your manufacturer make um, a bunch of them for you at first. You double check it. Everything is copacetic. Then you'll place a large order. Have the um, have the manufacturer. Uh, ship it or freight it over to you, uh, whether it's, you know, by sea or by air. Um, and uh, once it comes to you, then you list it on Amazon. You have to create your own product page, and then you have to spend the money to do the photography, the videography, the uh, copyright, um, and then spend a bunch of money uh, on advertising and PPC programs and whatnot. Uh, your product is not going to sell unless you you put in the amount of investment that you need to to get that product on that category listed on the page one of any search term that people are going to be using to find that product. So if you have a coffee mug, it's going to be, you know, you have to be on page one of coffee mug. And there's a lot of coffee mug out there, coffee mugs out there, and uh, a lot of people are paying a lot of money uh, on, on advertising to try to get their product ranked high um, on that search term. So it's a whole science behind it. There are uh, so many companies out there that uh, have you know their own algorithms to figure out what are the best keywords for each product and and how how to how much to spend uh, uh, on ad spend uh, on am- directly on Amazon and also off Amazon, uh, you know in different social media platforms or Google or whatnot. So th- there's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of a uh, huge amount of investment, both time and money. And then uh, there's a huge amount of risk. Uh, the majority of private label uh, products um, are duds. They will not make you money if you can, you know, most of them people are uh, losing money on. But when you do have a hit, uh, a home run, uh, you you can make millions off of it, uh, especially if you have set it up properly. But it can take years. Uh, it can take you know a year before you even recoup your own money, and then um, even long longer than that um, before you really see uh, a you know a significant uh, windfall from it from the sales. Yeah, it seems like you need an entire business model beginning to end, right? You're going to deal with all facets of it. Um... And timing. It sounds like you have to have almost impeccable time. Think about the fidget spinner. If you're getting in even at the beginning, by the time you get your quote unquote design and the way you want the colors and you get it manufactured and then you get it shipped and it comes out and the quality control and all. By the time you finally get it posted, is it still the peak? Is it coming down? Is it on the way up? More than likely, most of the time it's on its way down unless you're, you know, like you said, you, you're working at it for a year or two and it's the right time. Think about people with custom uh, face masks right now. Mm-hmm. Right, a great time. But a year ago, if you said, "What do you do?" and you're like, "Oh, I design, you know, custom face masks that are N95 approved," you'd be like, well, "I go to Home Depot. I'm going to buy one. <laughs> I'm just going to sand no something sense. down. What do I do? What do I need it for?" But right now, if you had that all set up and ready to go, you'd be a genius, right? 
and people are making millions off of it right now. Oh, yeah. But it, it's all, you know, it's that pivot that we talked about. Mm. Uh, it, you have to be able to be flexible enough to make those pivots and see the trends coming and see what, you know, people who, when this whole thing started in Wuhan, um, said, you know, this is something that could grow big. And they made that investment and they took that risk um, and bought, you know, manufactured and bought a large amount of masks or sanitizers or soap or whatever. Um, they made a very good return on them. Um, and right now, I know of a lot of uh, Amazon sellers who are um, placing large orders with uh, mask manufacturers in overseas in Asia. And, uh, uh, you know, they're hoping that by the time all of that comes to, comes here, all the, their whole inventory and they can sell them, that the demand is still going to be there. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that one. Uh, it's like timing the stock market. Uh, uh, you can have all the algorithms you want. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. So any last thoughts on the three models? You know, the, the Amazon's three business models that, they, uh, that we have access to for uh, launching a business uh, are all amazing opportunities. Um, they each have their pros and cons. They, they each have, um, you know, uh, their, their shortfall, their, their pitfalls and, and um, you know, the, the risks involved with them. Uh, for, for me personally, um, I, I love the online arbitrage model and I love to scale it with uh, the wholesale model. Um, I think we've talked about in the past uh, on the podcast that um, I am in the process of, uh, or we are in the process of uh, launching our own private label product. Uh, we are still in the design phase, so we haven't really um, gone that far. But our goal had been to do it this year. Now with the coronavirus, it might get pushed up, pushed back to uh, next year. But uh, it is something that we're going to be jumping into um, because it's it's just a nat- natural progression of it. But for anybody who wants to get started, depending on what you have available to you, uh, if you have you know a large amount of money that you want to invest and you have the suppliers and the manufacturer contacts and and you have the experience to know how to launch a product to market absolutely start with the, with the uh, private label model you know the the reward is much higher than the arbitrage model uh, but so is the risk most people um, especially who want to have a passive business um, will start with the arbitrage model and we you know i i can't say enough about that model it's it's so easy and so amazing to be able to have a business and you can put you know 80 hours a week into it or you can put eight hours a week into it it's all up to you you know it's it's depends on uh your needs and what you want to do so at the end of the day uh whatever you do uh, if if amazon is a place where you want to go ahead and sort of tie yourself to and grow with uh, we highly recommend it it's it's the wave of the future. Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. Visit our website www.fbaprofits.us 